Welcome to another spectacular word from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Today we're going to talk about this continuing Christmas story as we open up the Word of God together. We're going to be going to the book of John, and today the title of today's message is Only Believe, because the Christmas message is a very um, exciting story. And this morning, whenever I got up, in fact, before I got up, I could hear my phone going off, ding, 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 and, and uh, you know, it was pastors all over our nation. And uh, each Sunday morning, we text back and forth and kind of try to share what we might be going to preach or what God is doing, and we pray for one another and all of these things. And so uh, this morning, the theme was a single theme around the salvation that is provided because of Christmas. You know, today is Christmas Sunday. Uh, and yet it is still a week. It's still all the way to Saturday. You know, uh, it may not even feel all Christmassy, but we're going to try our best to share the Christmas story and so that during this week you can prepare someone to receive Christ in this special season. That's what the Christmas story is all about. It's the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Christmas story is a story of redemption. It's a story of, of, of God. You know, God not only created mankind, but He lost mankind. And then He purchased us back. He bought us with Emmanuel, with Jesus, with this precious gift that He gave us. He purchased us back. Oh, what a story it is. It's a story of salvation. It's a story of a loving, forgiving, gracious God. You know, uh, that, that, that's what I want to be. I, I want to be a father, a representation of a loving, gracious, giving, caring father. Do you know the only thing that God ever wanted to be was a dad? Isn't that amazing? The only thing he wanted to be was a good, loving parent. That's, that's interesting to me. And the only thing that he is working for and the only thing that he will have left for all of his hard work on planet earth is a family. Just think about it. And God is offering today for every person to become a part of his family. It is that story of, of that child being born in Bethlehem a little over 2,000 years ago. Why? Why did God send his son? Well, in a moment I'm going to excite you about something. I'm hoping that today's message is going to change your mind just a little bit. Just, just, just a little bit. You know, sometimes all we need is a little adjustment. You know, I, I pray today that you will hear about a God that you want to be like. Instead of trying to find a God who is like you. You know, many people fashion, I mean, it's... It's one of the first commandments. Don't fashion any false gods. But many people have a tendency to try to fashion a God that not only understands them but agrees with them. You know how it is? You know, I mean, come on now. This is not, this is not uh, news. 
many times people try to imagine God agreeing with them. <laughs> right? Whenever that's kind of backwards. Actually, we don't need to be fashioning God. God is fashioning us. God is making us more like Him instead of us trying to make God more like us. Okay? And so today I'm hoping that I can change your mind just a, just, just a hair because you need it. Okay? <laughs> you know, I'm so glad that God doesn't agree with you. I'm so glad that He's working uh, to, to make us agree with Him. I'm so glad he's working on me to bring me into the image of Christ instead of me working, trying to find scriptures to bring Christ into my image. Amen. Hello? Amen. You want to know what God looks like? He looks just like you. That's what the Bible says. He made us in his image. Look around. He looks just like the person you're looking at and just like you. And you might say, well, we look all different. Yes, we do. That's the way God looks. God looks just like us. That's what he said, that he created us in his image and in his likeness. But what happened to us didn't necessarily happen on the outside, but it happened on the inside. And it's the inside that needs to change to look like him. You know, you look okay on the outside. It's the inside. It's our minds, our thoughts, it's our heart, it's our desires, our wants, our feelings, our hurts, our pains, our worries, our fears, our frustrations, our aggravations that on the inside need to change to look like Him. Something happened in here when sin came. Something happened on the inside of us. And we begin to think things we shouldn't think and we begin to want things we shouldn't want. We begin to feel things we shouldn't feel. And... All of the sudden, it began to draw us away from all of the wonderful things that God had planned for us. And, and if we're not watchful, we can find ourselves so far away from joy and peace and happiness and all the things that, 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 that God intended for us to enjoy. You know how that works. And what God wants to do, and He does... Every time we get together, every message you hear, every song about him that you sing, what he is trying his best to do is to work on us little by little and to fashion us to look like him, to be like him, to think like him, to feel like him, to want what he wants, to have love and joy and peace and patience and gentleness and goodness and kindness and, and meekness and self-control. Those are the fruits of the Spirit that should be growing and should be abundant in our life. You know, love and forgiveness, they're the measure of God in you. They're not the measure of the person you're loving. They're not the measure of the person you're forgiving. You want to know why it's so easy to forgive? Because forgiveness does not let the person, other person, off the hook. Forgiveness lets you off the hook. Forgiveness is the measure of God in us. I've heard people say, you just don't know what happened. It's so hard to forgive. Well, no, uh, forgiveness will set you free. Forgiveness is the measure of God in you. Love is the measure of God in you. It's not the measure of God in the person you're loving. 
It's not the measure of God in the person you're forgiving. That's why it's so easy to love. That, that's why it's so easy for God to love. Because God is love. Do you know God loves you? And it says nothing about what kind of rat you are. Somebody punch your spouse and say, he's talking about you. God loves you, and it says nothing about you other than your value to him. He loves you because he is love. And today it's my hope that, that I can just introduce something that will, boom, just turn you a little bit and make you a little more like him. That's the design of every message that we hear. It's to make us more like Him. So, why in the world did God send His Son in the town of Bethlehem for a bunch of people like us? Why would God give His Son for us? Why would God redeem us at the cost of His only Son? Not His extra Son, His only Son. Why? Because of John chapter 3 and verse 16. For God so loved the world, even though the world was wicked and evil and, and you know, horrible, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life wow what a story what a christmas story this is the christmas story that god so loved the world that he gave his most precious son so that if people would believe on him they would be saved the sacrifice that he made is accepted by grace. It's a gift of God. You can't work for it. It's a gift of God. And it's received by faith. Well, you know, the intent, God's hope, God's intent, Jesus' hope. Jesus came to the world to save the world, one sinner and one soul at a time. That's his hope. That's his hope today for you, that you would accept him today into your life. And it's also his hope for a lot of other people in your world. Now listen to me and let me throw this out there so that you can think about it for the rest of the time I'm talking, okay? Imagine the worst person that you know right now, the most ungodly the most wicked, the most evil person I'm talking about living on planet Earth today. Think of two or three of them. Think of the people that you don't like, they probably don't like you, that you don't agree with, that you think that they are a horrible person, a terror to everybody around them, that they are just absolute, something's wrong with them. They're wicked, they're evil. You might not have to go that far. You may not get that far. You may be thinking about your neighbor or something. I don't know. Your supervisor, you know. Maybe you're thinking, oh, that was that brought up. I'm your supervisor, Pastor Marcus. Why did you laugh? 
<laughs> Try to raise him right. This is the things you get. Okay. Think of somebody that you know you go to school with, you know, somebody, you know, in, in our political arena, somebody on the world scene, some horrible person that you imagine that they, oh my goodness, they're bad. Well, imagine this. That behind the scenes that you can't see, that behind the scenes, I would imagine that they are standing right on the very edge. Right on the very edge, maybe teeter-tottering. Is that a word? I think it is. Maybe, you know, afraid. Maybe they're even getting angry and mad because they're right on the edge of something. What are they on the edge of? They're right on the edge of being born again. They're right on the edge of saying yes to Jesus because God's dealing with them and trying to change their life and they're doing and they're getting angry at people and they're mad and, and all the evil that they've been all their life and all the wickedness and all the trouble they've caused is nothing compared to the grace that God has and to the salvation that He has sent from heaven through his son Jesus God saves sinners and imagine imagine that's where the apostle Paul was standing right on the edge he was on his way to Damascus he had papers with him signed by the highest authority in the land as far as the Jewish council was concerned. And he had the right to seek out and investigate people and question them and arrest them and drag them back to Jerusalem. They would be interrogated. They would be jailed. They would lose their possessions. They would be beaten and tried to forced to deny Christ, and if they did not, they would be executed by his own words. He was a violent, vicious, horrible, ungodly man. And he was on his way filled with hate. He was on his way filled with disgust for the people that he was going to arrest. But he was standing right on the edge. Those people that are causing you trouble, ooh, imagine. They're about to get born again. Why not? You see, when things get bad, God gets good. All God needs is a little bit of help from us. The Apostle Paul, filled with hatred, filled with disgust, filled with cursings and rantings and ravings and you know uh, and he believed he was right but all of a sudden boom <laughs> a light shine and the gift of God Jesus Christ came into his heart and into his life and it changed him completely he went from Saul of Tarsus filled with hatred to Paul the apostle filled with love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and gentleness and kindness and meekness and self-control 
That's going to happen all over the world. In fact, I tell you a statistic today that somewhere between 65 and 70,000 people today will make a first-time decision to accept Jesus as Christ into their life. Today, 60, every day, every 24-hour period. You know, can you imagine 70,000 people? And another 100,000 are going to turn their life back over to Jesus because they have realized that they have drawn away from him. That what they first, you know, loved and got a hold of, they have left their first love. And the world has drawn them back out into anger and resentment and, and, and fear and worry. Oh, worry. Worry is not one of those gifts of God. And such are some of you. Some of you are fearful and angry and worried. Some of you are frustrated and irritated and aggravated. Some of you, your neighbors are praying for you to get saved. Sad thing is you are saved. Just not living like it. That can change. <laughs> and it can change today. Let me tell you what God needs from us. What God needs from us today, and I'm only going to ask you to do this just for the rest of the year, from now until New Year's. That's all. Okay, that's, 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 that's not that long. That's a couple of weeks. I'm going to ask you on behalf of God to do something. I'm going to ask you just for the next few days to stop complaining and start praying. Whoo, that's a tough order. I'm going to ask you just to stop complaining about your spouse and start praying for them to get saved or to recommit their life to Christ. I'm going to ask you to stop complaining about your parents and pray that they would, you know, give their life to Christ or rededicate their life. I'm going to ask you to stop complaining about your boss. I'm going to ask you to stop complaining about your president. I'm going to ask you to start praying. Just for the next two weeks. I'm going to ask you to just start praying that they would get born again. Gloriously born again. Because you know what? The worst, the worst person in the world is standing right on the edge because the Bible says that God has given all men enough faith to get saved. Romans 12, 3. God has given to all men a measure of faith. He's given every person enough faith faith enough trust to say yes to him and that's all it takes one yes all it takes is one turn all it takes is one come into my heart lord jesus all it takes is one forgive me and you go from a Saul of tarsus to a paul i mean this this works it works it worked in my life it will work in every other person's life what if what if every one of our senators and congressmen gave their life to christ in the next two weeks what if the ones that are saved just started living like it? What if everybody, if every plant manager got born again this week? Huh? What, 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 I mean, oh, how do you think it happens? Our prayers make a difference. Let's stop complaining just for this Christmas season. And every time you start to complain, I'm going to pray that the Holy Spirit just kind of just nudges you a little bit. And you go, ooh, I'm, I'm going to pray you feel a little guilty. How's that? That's a bit of all right. 
and you say, sorry, Lord. Now, Father, I pray for that person, Lord, that they get saved, they get born again. I pray, God, that you'd, you, you would help them to see their error and rededicate their life. Lord, I just pray, God, that their family be born again. I pray, God, that the people around them, that their advisors, Lord, would just get saved and turn their life over to you. I pray, Lord, that as they're standing right on the edge, Lord, I, I, I just pray, Lord, you just push them, just, just, just push them over, God. Now, there's a, there's a great Christmas message. Let's see the world come to Christ. Because God so loved the world not just a few of us he loved us when we were yet sinners christ died for the ungodly jesus is not afraid of sinners he's not afraid of the wicked and the evil and the horrible he's not afraid of them he loves them how much more should we be loving and forgiving I don't want to live like the world. I want to be like Jesus. Amen? Don't you want to be like Christ? Amen. Well, this morning that's going to be our Christmas message and our Christmas prayer. We're going to pray that God would make us more like Him. We're going to pray that we would help Jesus in His hope to save the world one sinner one soul at a time. You know, the world doesn't know Him, but that's the way it's always been. But they can. And they can know Him through you. Please, get a little love and joy and peace and gentleness. Get, get a little self-control. Get a little, you know, little more Jesus under your belt. And lay down the anger. Lay down the resentment. Jesus wants to save souls. And He will not only save you, He will refresh your life if you'll commit your life to Him. This morning, for those of you that are watching online and for those of you that are here on campus, if you would just bow your head for a moment of reverence and let me ask you right now, are you 100% sure that if you died today that you would go to heaven? Just think about it on your own. Think about it. Are you 100% sure that if you died today, you would go to heaven? That's what it's all about. A second question let me ask you. If you were standing in front of Jesus and he said, Why should I let you into my heaven? What would you tell him? What would you say? Would you say I've been good? Would you say I've not murdered anyone? Would you say I'm just as good as everybody else? What would you say? If Jesus asks you, why should I let you in to my heaven? Can I tell you what the Bible says? The Bible says we've all sinned and we deserve hell because of that. But there is a free gift that God will give us if we will call upon his name. Right now, with your, with your heart open, would you right now, those of you at home, those of you watching, those of you here on campus, would you right now pray with me to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior? And if you have already been born again, you need to live like it. Pray with me now and ask God to refresh that commitment in your life, to restore to you the joy of your salvation. Okay? Pray with me right now. Okay? Let's 
make this our Christmas gift to God. We're going to stop complaining. We're going to make sure we're saved, and we're going to live like it. Pray with me right now. God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Take the blood of Jesus in exchange for my sins. Save me, God. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth that Jesus, you are my Lord. Now help me to live like I am your child. Make me more like you. Help me to not complain, to not be aggravated and frustrated more than I am praying for those around me who might be horrible, who need you so bad. Save their souls, God. Save our congressmen. Save our senators. Save our president. Save all our executives. Lord, save our plant directors. Save, Lord, our family. God, teach us how to be more like you. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for this Christmas message. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now may God richly bless you. May he fill you with his Holy Spirit and the power of love and joy and peace in the name of Jesus. I wish you a very Merry Christmas. Hey, thanks again for joining us for another powerful message from Pastor Ron Hemmons. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.